0: Hello, good folks, kings and queens out there. This is another A Seat to the Table podcast with your boy Lawn Screen, and I'm sitting here with Brooke Majors. Say, oh well, she's drinking some water <laughs> now. <laughs> she chose the time to drink. But uh say hello to the people, Brooke Majors.
1: Hey guys.
0: Y'all already know Brooke Mages. It is just us. We back again. Um, I was uh, I was at work one day and You know how just when the Holy Spirit just drops something on you, you know, you just be in the middle of the Walmart or the gas station or wherever you may be, and he just drops something on you real quick. (laughs) And so I uh, just—hold on one moment. We back. And um, so—and he just drops something on you, and I think this is so crucial that—something that came to my mind. And I think it it was—I heard something on the lines of, like, cutting off family members— I've been talking to a lot of people and really meditating on it. Uh, try to look up some scriptures on family, but, um, you know, it's, it's really kind of all over the place. But my, my major thing is that I really want to discuss with, with, you know, with Brooke here as well. Like, what's the balance when it comes to dealing with family and cutting off family members? Um, I, I hear the narrative, get rid of the toxic people in your life. You know, even if it is a family member. Right. And then also we hear this Christian narrative that, you know, being around, you know, your family or your work environment. Those are like where you quote unquote ministry begins, mm-hmm. quote unquote, where, you know, how we can show the love of Christ and where our sanctification process mm-hmm. is. um help built upon how Mm -hmm. god uses those relationships so that he can be glorified through those relationships Mm -hmm. and teach us something about him ourselves or other people Mm -hmm. and so my thing is how do we find the healthy balance in that
1: i just i think it's kind of funny um only because i thought at first it was like insulting kind of like the christian narrative when I was saying I felt like it's kind of insulting at first when you hear the like Christian narrative when mm-hmm. they're like, um, like being around individuals is supposed to be like to show you about yourself mm-hmm. or what you're still dealing with, and I'm just like, okay, no. If my sister, you know, my fake sister, <laughs> hey. Susie, hey, Susie, <laughs> if if I'm, you know, if so if, I, if I struggle with anger, right, and I'm working on it, but if Susie come and it's just straight up. Just disrespectful, violating. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, hold up. Like, this ain't got nothing to do with the love of Christ. Cause she is like, you know, what I'm like, you are tearing up my stuff. Like, you, like, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, I understand, like, okay, be angry, sin, not, but it's just like, when you're when you're put in these scenarios it's not like mm, we're still deal with anger I'm mm-hmm. like no like when it's situations of like Susie destroying my stuff mm-hmm. like I have every bit of right to feel a little godly anger you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying and it's like if, if situations are happening I get that it's like okay forgive and move on but if these individuals are constantly coming around to like but like buffer you mm-hmm. violate you disrespect you like I can grow in Christ and I can grow in like love and forgiveness, mm-hmm. but I don't have to tolerate you. Like mm-hmm. I do not have to make a choice to be like, okay, well I'm going to be around. I'm going to, ch- I don't have to choose to be around you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Cause that's like basically saying, you know, go still talk to your ex boyfriend and see if you don't fall into sin. Like mm-hmm. it's like, no, like I know this certain individual, whether you're a friend, family, lover, ex lover, mm-hmm. like, i can make a choice to either accept you in my life or not and i feel like when you get to the christian perspective it's like people don't want you to make that choice because it's like you're supposed to just endure yeah but i have a choice to be like no if i know this individual family is not good for me i don't have to tolerate being around you Mm -hmm. and i feel like it's kind of like that's why i was like i kind of feel like it's insulting because i feel like i'm forced to Keep this individual that's supposed to be toxic and not really beneficial. Mm-hmm. I can deal with you for so long, but I don't have to choose to like keep you in my life if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. If I see you, I see you. But if I don't, I'm good. Yeah, that's my. That's how I see it. Yeah. Like I'm gonna still show the love of Christ when I see you. I'm gonna still show you love whether you my sister, my uncle, my my daddy. You know, mm-hmm. but I don't have like I know my limitations because I know if you're looking from a spiritual perspective, I know what you deal with. Mm-hmm. So I already know what to avoid how to move, maneuver but at the same time just looking at a natural sense like I know how you get down mm-hmm. so my, the way that I'm able to set my boundaries is knowing that mm-hmm. and not falling into those same traps but that doesn't mean that you're someone who gets direct access to me like yeah. like before just because you're family that doesn't mean anything to yeah. me yeah
0: um and I this what you said kind of brought me back to it kind of brought me back to what I uh read uh, I did a a post, mm-hmm. and I asked people on Facebook, um, you know, have you ever had to cut off a family member? Why and how long? And okay. I just want to read one of the responses because it it you know, one the one of the things you said really um, trick, uh hit on what she said, and she said, uh what's, what's this? I just want to say the first name. Zelva. yeah sister Zelva said, yes, don't let no one change you mm-hmm. if you love peace, then you've got to do what you mm-hmm. do, mm-hmm. but it it has nothing to do with your love for them yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I think my biggest um I guess misunderstanding for me mm-hmm. is that it because it kind of goes with that loving people from a distance okay. and but I've always been t- like there's always been like this side revelation that uh, when people counteract that and be like, "Well, you can't really love nobody from a distance," uh-huh. but I was talking to somebody, uh, two of my uh other podcast mates uh-huh. on Babel Shout out to Babel, and they were talking about like, um, I guess there's like a, I guess I had the way that she brought it up was more like uh, there was I had a, a an unhealthy perspective about loving people from a distance because there's loving people from a distance where we're constantly like being petty. Okay. And an intention like in an intentional pushing you away, uh-huh. not caring, not really showing like you said showing the love of Christ, right. okay. and then there is the there's the type where I still love you like there 's no ill yeah. will, mm-hmm. like I will still help you if mm-hmm. need be, like yeah. or like whatever it may be, like whatever it is like that 's not causing me like i guess personal damage or not interrupting yeah. my peace, yeah. but me being able to be there for you at the same time yeah. in that until you come to terms with. You know, whatever internal issues yeah, that you got going up. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Go ahead. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, um, I think that gave me a better, more healthy perspective mm-hmm. of what does it truly mean to loving somebody from a distance.
1: Yeah, I think it I think it just goes back to like just like knowing yourself. So kind of like off of your previous podcast and you're mentioning about being a new creature in Christ and you know, how to keep going and moving in this thing, and I just feel like, you know you have to know who you are, right? So, you know, I'm a child of God, I'm a daughter of God, you know, and peace and everything he gives and know who God is. And then it's just like being able to recognize like what's not of God. And then that lets you know what you don't have to accept. So, you know, even if I have like my brother, like, you know, our, our relationship is, is, it is what it is, but, Mm When I see him, like, I have no ill will towards him. I have no malice towards him. Like, we grew up differences. I had to, you know, sift through the different treatments and all that different stuff. But it's like, when I'm around them, it's like, that's family. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I know what to watch out for or what triggers not to you know, get involved in. So it doesn't go south, you know, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, that's like still loving from a healthy perspective. I just know who I'm dealing with, what I'm dealing with. And so I have a choice to either for me, do I want to be around it or do I not? Mm -hmm. And it's not that, oh, I'm not trying to be pruned in the process or I don't want to go through the sanctification process. I know for me on my piece, I don't want to put myself in a situation that I know I might just fail. Mm -hmm. So, you know, certain people, and that are family, it's, like, they always say, like, what's those phrases? Like, uh, blood is thicker than water. Yeah. Um, and then you hear, like, just because.
0: Family will always yeah,
1: have your back. Yeah, family will always have your back. And, you know, even when they say, like, just because you they blood. Then you hear the the, the opposite side. Like, just because they blood don't make them family. Because, yeah. you know, you got family members that's blood that treat you worse than your homeboy who's not even, re- like, blood related. Yeah. and. You know, I just feel like it's watching out for people's actions and characters. Um, so that way you just don't set yourself up. So if you know that you have people that are reliable, honest, you know, uplifting there for you. Cool. Those are the type of people that are that are family members mm-hmm. that you want to keep around. Now, if you know you got people that just hating this family, you know, it's just like you just got to learn who people are, mm-hmm. still love them. But you don't have to be entangled with it because it's going to affect you because you've recognized who you are what you want what you what you're not going to accept but you know like you said with those individuals having to work on themselves Mm -hmm. they haven't fully come to that awareness yet so me just displaying the image and the love of Christ is, you know one thing Mm -hmm. but if they haven't come to terms and want to change and recognize their own battles and how they are to people that's just something that they're going to deal with and um once again, once you are aware of that, you can decide if you want to be around it or not mm-hmm. for that's just how I see it
0: and um just like looking at it from a biblical perspective, mm-hmm. like I think a perfect example is like the the father in the parable of the prodigal son, mm-hmm. so like in the beginning of the story, we see that the son is like. I'm tired of living here. I'm tired of living in this place. I want to do my own thing. I want to do me. Mm -hmm. Give me my inheritance Mm -hmm. and let me go. Mm -hmm. And the father really had to just be like, could see the dysfunction Mm -hmm. in the relationship Mm -hmm. and really had to let him go. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he cut off his son. It was more of, you know, the, these individuals to keep my peace to keep yeah. the peace yeah. i'm going to let you go and i think the, i think that's the biggest part about like every time i hear about cutting people off yeah. i don't i don't think it should be like an intentional thing that's something that we do Yeah, but it's that it's something like that um not okay how do i explain this it's kind of like not something that it's just like from our end. It's like I'm cutting you off because you're not you're undeserving or you don't deserve or you don't deserve grace or you don't deserve mercy, you don't deserve forgiveness. That kind of cutting off I don't think is a healthy and I don't think it's biblical. I don't think it's God, I don't think it's loving in his is in his character. But I do think what's in his character is when people wanna leave mm-hmm. It's just like, just like our relationship with God. God, he never leaves. He's yeah. always there. He's always going to be constant. Yeah. He always remains. It is us that leaves. Yeah. And so I think when you're good to a person and, you know, for whatever reason, they leave, then they let yeah. them go. Yeah. And I think that a lot of times is that we pull people. Yeah. And so then that starts to interrupt the peace. Yeah. Like what it would have be been a totally different story if the father would have been like, no, you're just going to stay here. Yeah. And God forbid what type of all hell would have chaos that would have been brought from him, you know, staying in that. And granted, that's not how the story goes. But, you know, just, you know, just stick with me uh, if if that were to happen. And then even the aspect of when it comes to people coming back into our lives, Mm -hmm. the son was a different son than when he first came. Mm -hmm. He had a change of heart. Mm But also, the father wasn't petty mm-hmm. when he came back. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Yeah. He'd be like, you know, uh, yeah. the son was coming. Like, when he when the son came back, he greeted him with a hug, a kiss, yeah. threw him a party, you know, all that. He didn't be like, oh, who is that I see? Long time no see. Yeah. You just spent all your money, now you're back, you know? Yeah. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. And so, it's kind of like just having, I guess that's kind of like the reconciliation mm-hmm. and, like, dealing with, like, the whole cutting off and align people to leave and not allowing that to interrupt your peace. Mm-hmm. And I I think having a healthy perception of what that is and what that looked like for me, um, it I think it's important. Mm-hmm.
1: I was going to say, and is this, this is talking about just cutting people off in general. or are You talking about just strictly if
0: it's family related, I, I'm talking strictly with family. Okay. But I mean, other, if it helps, you know, to build on that. Point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cause I was going to say like, and then even for like family, obviously you're, you're uh, background environments, your demographics, your circum- living circumstances are different, you know, whether you were born without family. So, obviously, that's taken into consideration. Some people don't have parents. That makes sense. Right. And I, I think if you do have parents in this instance, and we're keeping it just strictly family, you know, I know the word says, like, honor your mother and father, you yeah. know, but it says also your parents don't provoke you to your children to wrath, right. you know. So, I understand that, but um, it gets to a point when I think the issue just in general, if we're just talking in general about cutting people off, I think the issue is people kind of have it in their mind that they have to go up to this person and say, I'm cutting you off. Or, like, you know, it's like, you can't be in my life anymore, so therefore, I'm not talking to you ever again. Like, you know, it's like, we're doing a straight savage, gotta go to (laughs) one-on-one. But, you know, just... Sometimes, like, things don't need to be said, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's like just the amending process that can happen, um, because, like, when you were saying, like, the healthy perspective is, like, you just let them go, mm-hmm. or if you just got to go, yeah. you know, if you got to do it and go get yourself together and have a new change of heart on maybe how you see them, yeah. you know, and come back into where now you're not as maybe frustrated yeah. or, like, you know, the part where you work on yourself, mm-hmm. but if it gives that individual an opportunity time to come back into your life, then, you know, you again, you know what to look for. You can still love them because it wasn't directly stated of I'm cutting you out of my life. Mm-hmm. You're like because nobody if you say I'm cutting you off, that just creates a tension from the jump. And it's harder to kind of reconcile because it's been known and been made that I don't effort you. Yeah. But if it's something that, you know, you kind of just slide off in your corner, you slide off in your corner, you do your life. And then, you know, we come back around. OK, A, you never left on bad terms. B, there was no ill intentions. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes it, hey, I'm like, yeah, it's been a minute since I've, you know, caught up with you, talked to you. But it gives you that little bit of wiggle room to be able to see if an individual has changed. Mm-hmm. And then based off of that, then you can kind of begin the reconciliation process. Cause when have you ever talked when have you ever told somebody I'm gonna cut you off, mm-hmm. um, don't come back in my life and then they've actually come back in your life. <laughs> for me n- never <laughs> you know what i'm saying because it's been i've I've stated what i wanted and I, that was to not have you in my life yeah but if it's just something where we slide off and you slide off i've had more circumstances of that happening mm-hmm. where you fall off with an individual family or friend mm-hmm. and then time goes by and then you guys kind of link back up random or plan and then you have time to kind of catch up and discuss things and talk about things and heal and reconcile with that that's how i see it because if you just say you cutting something off then that's well there you go it's Mm -hmm. done cut off dead ain't no need to revive it Mm -hmm. but if you give it that room to go spread off come back i feel like that's what opens up the door to still have that learning and loving process to heal i guess if that makes
0: sense yeah yeah I don't know. It just kind of makes me. It, it makes me sad when mm-hmm. I think about broken relationships, mm-hmm. and it's and, and it's not for me to be like, "Hey, you guys gotta go." To be on the podcast, and be like, "Hey, you gotta go reconcile right. it." Because when I was talking to some of the people that responded on some of their posts, some were like, "You know, I I, I haven't talked to one side of the family for ten years because they're toxic." Mm-hmm. Um, one was like, "You know." they did this to me, they cussed me out, they kicked me out, they disrespected me in front of me and my daughter, da woo-woo-woo, da, da, and I was like, have you guys, you know, reconciled or got it together? And she was like, no, I don't want to reconcile, I don't want to, they, they, we're, you know, there's no point in it. And so it's kind of like, it's kind of hard because it's like, I think God's desire is is for us to like, have um you know functioning growing relationships but it's just like you know the heart of man and yeah. because sin dwells yeah. is just like there's there's always going to be people who are not going to want that because of whatever is in within themselves mm-hmm. that holds them back from being able to promote love and pr- mm-hmm. promote peace and promote healthy relationships and like are the environment that they were raised up in uh teaches them one way so they only know one way mm-hmm. of how to do certain things and unless you as a yana van zandt loves to say break the pattern yeah. then it's like you're, there's always going to be this constant thing that you carry on not only for you but for your children and your future children and so then you can you constantly have this uh constant generational dysfunction amongst you know family members yeah. and um I just, I, 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 my heart like, you know, bleeds a little bit towards that. And I I really, I guess in a perfect world, I would love to see everybody's family, you know, everybody, you know, woo woo loving on each other and, you know, dwelling and being able to have that. But I also do, I I guess it's just recognizing that just some people are just not all, not all people are going to just, you know, come to terms with that.
1: Yeah, I was I was going to say, kind of as you're talking, I had, like, three different scenario imageries in my mind, but I was thinking about the example for the individual that was hurt, like, the um, example that you gave about, you know, the mother had her, ki- like, disrespect in front of her kids or whatever, so it's, like, the problem with, like, man in the heart is, like, the people that do the, um, like, commit the crime, I'm just going to, like, the person that cussed you out in front of your kids, like... The way that people do operate is... They they won't remember that like they'll forget it. So to them, they'll just look at it like, well, Susie ain't come around no more. That like they won't look at it off of that experience of cussing you out because they may not think they did anything wrong. Mm-hmm. So the individual with the kids, you know, Susie over here, that's what she's holding on to. That's her last experience that she's had with that individual, and that's what she's holding on to. But the person that did it, they probably done moved on past that and forgot about it because that's just how some people work. So. I would say that if you do want to step out and you do want to just say, hey, you know what, what the heck? Let me try it. You can reach out. And then based off of their reaction, then you kind of know where they stand. Mm-hmm. But if you do reach out, and they cuss you out again, then, you know, like, all right, let me just stay. So a lot of times I feel like, you know, we don't want to um, push past the experiences. Um, and I know they're all different uh, volumes from different spectrums but just in the simple incidents of like getting cussed out of your family or whoever you know if you try to come back around and they're still like throwing shade and being petty and things like that you don't have to tolerate that disrespect yeah. like who wants to but if you do and then you come to find out so the, the auntie annie might apologize for you know cussing you out so you never really know what's on the other side if you do step out and try again mm-hmm. you just kind of got to guard your heart if mm-hmm. You're like some people don't want to amend things like you do, you know, if you want to bring your family around, because there's some people that I know that don't bring their um, their family or their side around to the other side because of how the other side be acting or they never get introduced, you know, or, or like even I've even heard of like biracial families like. They don't want to bring the, the the black side around to the white side because of the tension or whatever, because she bi interracial, biracial, things like that. But at the same time, I think it's good to be exposed to it and see, you know, but unfortunately, you again, I it goes back to me um, where I think you have a choice mm-hmm. to where if I want to interact with this side, whether you be white, black, Puerto Rican, Haitian, adopted, I have a choice to see your see how you are, see your color, see your character and is that something that is going to benefit me or is it something that's going to hurt me? And it's not looking at it as if it's a transaction or I'm looking to gain something. But for my overall well-being and my peace and just for me to grow as a healthy individual and healthy relationship, I need to be able to see if this is something that is going to benefit me just in a healthy sense, not of I'm looking to gain anything. And if you recognize this is something that is not going to, Help me and it's going to hurt me. Then my choice is, no, I don't want to be involved with you Mm -hmm. because that's what it is for my for my life. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, there's actually this show I watch called The Path. Mm -hmm. And it's talking about, like, you know, um, different leaders, cult leaders, all this other stuff. And one of the guys, um, his mother, he's the leader now. His mother was actually um, a drunk. And the verbally abusive and all that, and so it it he you know was practicing you know following the light and you know things like that, and you know had been sober for so long and hadn't had a drink in a while because he used to be alcoholic all this mm-hmm. stuff and mother was so the generational aspect of it and basically his mom had to move into a, a group home or whatever and. She brought that old side out of him. Like, he tried and tried and tried to fight it. But, you know, he had to come to senses. Like, he can't be around his mother. Like, mm-hmm. she was just—she brought the old man out of him, and he went back to drink. Like, you know, and he mm-hmm. he was so devastated on how he— you know basically relapse in a sense mm-hmm. and it's because you know we think we have control of just because time distance has separated us and you know, I haven't seen you in for, for a year or five years we think okay we're good but mm-hmm. but you, but you yeah exactly so with, because the healing never took place with yeah. him it was easy to pull right back on that hurt and that and that memory of how she was and how she treated him and it was easy for him to go right back to what it was one, the one thing that he looked to mm-hmm. and so then it wasn't until she was dying and she wanted to all of a sudden reach out to him but he was so hardened that he didn't want to see her wow. he sent he sent one of his colleagues to go see he, he said if, if you have anything you want to say to me you can say it to her mm-hmm. and the mother was like i really need to speak to him like anytime now i could die mm-hmm. and she was just like i'll try to call him one more time and he he did not want to see her mm-hmm. so you know looking from him it, he made that choice of i know in no way shape or form is she in any way my mother good for me and I don't I don't feel like hearing and based off his last experience, he relapsed. Yeah. So based off of that, he didn't want to go back and find something else to even cause it to break him. Mm-hmm. And in this said to be like, Your mother's dying, won't you go do it? But that's what it does to some people. But he made that choice, uh, you know, it's a show, but that's kind of what people do in real life. He made that choice not to see him, and then the mother wanted to apologize and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was the word of mouth, you know, through the grapevine to the messenger. Mm-hmm. But it was like it wasn't healthy, and you can't wait till like a last minute yeah. circumstance to all of a sudden try to get healing and you know to get closure on of all this hurt that's been going on. Yeah. And it takes a dramatic situation for people to be like, okay, now I recognize my family and the closure and forgiveness. When that should be working on the process, but it, some people. It just don't work. I was
0: just like, I know that was a story. But uh, so we, no, but like, no, that job was good. as a lot. <laughs> you know, you got me over here swaying. So you got me I only go sway. I was, I, was like, I, was stuck, I was seeing it and I was like, let me just explain this because it was
1: relevant because it was a family member. Yeah. And it was a
0: mother and a son. And I'm pretty sure that people can relate and have probably experienced yeah. that. Yeah. And it's just, you know, my heart, it's yeah. just, my heart, my heart. <laughs> that was a, awesome example with the the story that you brought up about the guy with the path and just as a, like i guess a takeaway um just a few things just my mind is is boggling y'all but <laughs> it's like um like what like what my um one of my the one of the previous posts where they talked about like the peace um, not allowing it to interrupt, you know, the peace that the peace of God that dwells down on the inside of you, not allowing people to dictate that mm-hmm. and um, and allowing and allowing people to leave that have the desire to leave out of your life and it's okay. I'm not gonna say I'm not for me because that's my this is my personal opinion. I'm not I'm not gonna say okay it's okay for you to like cut off. But I'm gonna say it's okay to set the boundaries for certain things when it comes to your particular. Um, the when it comes to continual dysfunctional cycles in your life Mm -hmm. so say like you got a drug using cousin and you know they about to go and use these get this money to go use drugs you do not have to continue to give them money for the drugs because I trust and believe once you start telling them no I'm not going to give you no money for the drugs they will stop coming to you for the money for the drugs or no I got a crackhead cousin and she don't be but she come back every six months but (laughs) you know know but you know the six month process and just like I'm not gonna continue to allow you to uh, be, have me be a part of the dysfunctional cycle, mm-hmm. and I think that is the part that we can. I feel like that is something that should be cut off, yeah. but not like the individual. You know what I'm saying? And um, like cut off the dysfunctional, like cut off the part that interrupts your peace. Mm-hmm. That should be, I think, is the most crucial thing, and not a, and just continuing to be open and just allowing just the i don't know just the love of god to just truly radiate off of you because you don't know what could happen in that relationship you don't know what god is doing i i mean i think god put us in these crazy families for a reason mm-hmm. Like i don't think he just put us it was by random that we that we had the mothers that we had we had the fathers that we had the brothers and the siblings that we had like it was all for a purpose yeah. and so um to for some kind of for some kind of his glory and i know it it may seem hard because we have to because it pulls something out of us that we don't like Mm -hmm. i I mean granted it don't matter if everything's going good in your family or everything's going bad i think there's going to be time periods where a family just pulls the not so pretty side of us out Mm -hmm. and i just think like when we remain in christ it's kind of like we um when we remain in Christ, it gives us the ability to continue to remain from come from a place of being full, mm-hmm. so that we're not relying yeah. on family to be like that um i guess that that unhealthy need when it comes to certain things and really just get healing yeah. um about stuff and stop holding stuff in and really talk about some stuff but i mean that that also just deals with the other individual. Yeah. But, you know, just getting that healing within and being whole within. I think it really, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, it really just has to do with you as the individual being whole and healed.
1: Because you can't, you're not responsible for, like, other people's actions. So, a big part of that is not to take on that burden or trying to fix that. You can only fix yourself. Yeah. You know.
0: And um, uh, just another thing, just so much, because just like, we haven't even gotten to the part where we talked about, where God talks about, where, Mm -hmm. like, Your true family, you know, if you're a believer, you know, your true family is, you know, the ones who are, you know, a part of the same faith and believers in Christ, like, um... It's just like, although, you know, because there's sometimes where family where like you may be the only person saved in your family and yeah. you get ostracized and, he, and God, he lets us know like, no, you still have a sense of community. Yeah. I've given you new mothers, new fathers, new brothers, new sisters in Christ yeah. who are going to be able to show you that love, who are going to be able to pour into you to continue to edify you and to lift you up. So that even if it seems like, you know, you had to cut off your family or your family cut off you, yeah. that God is still um, being able to. um Give you some sense of community,
1: yeah.
0: And I think there was even time periods where Jesus had to at least put his family members in check, yeah, because they would try to use him for stuff. Like, I mean, we got we got Mary at the wedding, and she was just like, "Hey, you know, we out of wine," and he's like, "Girl, sis, like, what do I got to do with you?" Like, and then she was like. Do whatever he says. <laughs> like, she's trying to run orders. Hey, he's like, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to save the world. And what, like, what it, yeah. and like when he was at some other party and it was like, Jesus, your brother and your mama outside, oh, they man. want to talk to you real quick. He's like, This is my family. Yeah. Like, I'm amongst my family members because it's just like, you know, family will feel like they, uh, they own a right to you or yeah. feel like they, you know, um, I'm supposed to be ending y'all, but <laughs> it's like they feel like they owe, like they feel like they owe a right or so, like owe a piece to you. And it's kind of like, I will try to manipulate or like try to pull on you when, you know, God may be calling you for things or taking you places or that's not where the Lord is just leading you in that particular place in that particular season. And I believe there's nothing wrong with setting up healthy boundaries for people. The Bible says, don't throw your pearls among swine. And sometimes the swine may be your family. I was going to (laughs) say,
1: because people do things and like, well, families, like, in the name of family. Like so you're blinded because it's like, Oh, I can't do that because it's mom or dad or brother or sister. And it's like, no, like you gotta do this with that healthy boundary that you're saying. If you're setting that, you have to be able to recognize that and don't be blinded just because it's family. Mm-hmm. Like if God is saying, I need you to do this and that means ignore what your mama say, like you know, mm-hmm. like cause she not gonna understand what you're doing, like you can't be blinded at the fact of you know, your mother or your family member is coming and you're looking at it in that perspective. It's like, no, I get that you're my family, but I have to do this. And I'm not sorry for it because this is what I know I'm being led to do in my career, in my life. And you're not, it's not, the family aspect is not going to blind me or guilt me, Mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like that's what happens now. We just look at it and it's like, but this is my family. How can I ever do that? And it's like, you can do it just, you know, healthy boundary, healthy understanding, and then you can do it. Mm But if you're going in there chopping people off, then that's a different story. But that healthy boundary has to be set so that you're not blinded when they're just trying to pull on you or manipulate you like you were just saying. Mm-hmm. If you don't have any understanding of the boundary, then you're going to get manipulated every single time.
0: All right. I'm going to I'm i I'm officially going to cut it off. here. <laughs> yeah. um, I just hope that there was something in this podcast that um, encouraged you um, out there, whoever, maybe. You know, dealing with those cousin faiths, or Pookie and Peanut in them, and you know that that one pastor in the family, you know, or that one newly saved uncle that we we ask him to pray for the food. He prayed for everything, the tablecloth and the table at the house. And he's trying to, to evangelize to everybody in the family and all. You know, just all different. You know. We all got all different types of family members But just continue to just be a catalyst of love Continue to be filled with love And um, allowing God to just show you how to deal with certain family members And how to continue to, just to let that love flow out of you I mean, if we want to cut things off, let's cut bitterness Let's cut being petty Let's cut, you know, uh, strife and envy and hatred and jealousy Let's cut those things off And let's put on more love and more peace and more self-control And more just patience um, with our our loved ones and our family members I mean, because that's what Christ would do um, this has been another Seated at the Table podcast with your boy Lawrence Green um, follow us on SoundCloud um, Apple Podcasts and Google Music Play you can follow me at King Since Birth um, Brooke Majors let them know where they can follow you
1: oh okay you can follow me on Instagram at Majorly underscore loved and then my blog site Majorly love.com. so go check it out
0: um, so yeah, love you all And peace <laughs> Alright y'all, we back Because Brooke was holding out <laughs> With all this good stuff Because she wanted to continue to talk And then dropping all these good gems on us And ain't nobody was recording. <laughs> but you know I still had some overall questions Like just within myself Because Um I was talking to her because I just feel like when it comes to I guess I feel iffy about like the the setting of the boundaries the doing all these different things because I just I feel like every time when it comes to relationships even with family you know, family friends, all of that strictly with just you know for this particular podcast with family, I always go back to my personal relationship with God, and I recognize that how with my relationship with God and how God has a low a low irritation tolerance like God he's not easily you know irritated, I mean New testament God yeah. <laughs> you know he's not he's not so easily like a catalyst to just you know. Get them, get them, get them. You know, and it's just like every time when it comes to the relationship between me and God, it's normally just me Mm -hmm. and my dysfunctions that causes that i leave yeah. the relationship and i think if god is calling us to be like christ and being a catalyst for love mm-hmm. like it's just like you know i feel like that's how we should look like but then also too i believe that god also has a standard when it comes to certain things mm-hmm. it's like when it comes he's like uh he is just to forgive yeah. you know if we confess our sins. And so I think when it comes to coming to God, there comes a changing of the heart. There has to, there's a conversation that is had, even with my relationship with God, there's some kind of level of communication, conversation and changing of heart. Mm -hmm. And I think, I was like, is that too much of me to put myself in the position because I was talking to a friend who was having an altercation with her sister and I felt like and she brought that up to me and I felt like um, I felt like that aspect was good but when it came to my friend I feel like when it came to forgiveness She was withholding the forgiveness of her sister, basing it off her sister coming to her and addressing the issue with a changed heart. Mm Mm-hmm. And I and I and I felt like forgiveness was something that needs to take place in us, regardless of whether that family member ever comes to us and comes to us and apologizes because you may never, ever get an apology. And the big saying that we love to say all over TV is forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for you. And even at a biblical sense, ever since I read the story about um, what's it called? Esau and Jacob. Mm-hmm. And uh Isaac when he was praying over Esau and he says I pray that when you get tired Mm -hmm. of the bondage Mm -hmm. that you will get it right with your brother Mm -hmm. and so it's just like um or that you'll get free something like that it's in genesis you can read it for yourself but it's kind of like what i learned is that when we don't forgive people we give them a power over us and we that we become technically their slave because it's just like when i see them or when they say a certain thing or when they do a certain thing they get a reaction every time and that and that puts me in a position of where i'm not a master of my own self-control now i'm a slave to whatever you say and whatever you do and however you act and if you come in my vicinity (laughs) now everything around me has to shift and so it was just like Brooke just and I'm gonna pass the mic to her and she was just like she really just answered the like of just understanding I guess the boundaries of dealing with family members and that whole aspect of forgiveness and I'm gonna let her tell the story
1: Okay, y'all, it wasn't intentional that I was holding out. I just was, we was just talking about it (laughs) afterwards. But basically what happened was um, I went over to my brother's house and, um, you know, his wife and uh, my niece. So I go over there and I babysit. So basically there was something that happened to basically where um, my mom was about to share something, but I told her that that was actually private. And, y'all, it was nothing crazy. It was nothing dangerous, nothing. But because, you know, it's kind of one of the moments where, well, because the person didn't get to say it, everybody's like, well, what, 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 what was it about? But I was just trying to let my mom know, hey, this actually is supposed to be private. Don't say anything. So then my brother, he was like pushing to want to know what it was. But basically because he didn't get what it want, it irritated him. So... You know, to me, I left it alone. I said what I said, and I left it alone, but be- that wasn't good enough. So he continues to push. He continues to say more sarcastic things. Mind you, I'm doing my grad school homework. So I'm literally just like, all right, I'm not going to give you a reaction. I said my piece. It should, it doesn't need to be said. That's it. But he kept wanting to go on about it, go on about it, saying slick stuff, saying spiteful stuff, petty stuff. And y'all know I can't stand it because I'm like, all right, I see what you're doing. Okay. So then... um he continues to go on and go on and go on. So then I go up and I go over to talk to him. He like threatens me, like cusses me out. And you know, not once did I cuss him out. Not once did I, you know, disrespect him and his household, nothing. So he wanted me to get out. And I remember addressing the fact that I wasn't even mad at all the pettiness that he was saying. I was mad at just the fact that what he wanted to say, he wanted to hurt me. And I saw, I see through that. And you know, I don't care about all the pet little-ish. I I, I recognize in that individual, if he gets to that point, and not him, just people in general, but for this instance, him. You recognize when people do what they do, so you recognize it, so you you try not to be bothered. But this one particular thing, I just recognize, no, you're trying to hurt me. You hurt me, okay, your family. Okay, so I'm looking at you as family, but that doesn't make it okay. Mm -hmm. So I simply address him, so he wanted me to leave. So, you know, I'm packing up my stuff, I'm leaving, so... He got mad that I was leaving because because he he. so because I so y'all I deal with anger. So because I'm trying to fight the old self, right, of not, you know, cussing and fighting in his house or, you know, going crazy. I literally took my stuff, told him I was leaving. And so when I cry, when I get mad, I cry <laughs> for all my cries out there. <laughs> I cry. And I was just like, you know what? It's OK. But at this point. I think it was the it was a sense of like it was like a, a a back and forth going on with God and me and my mind because God knew what I wanted to say and what I wanted to do. But at that point, you realize what's not worth it. You get to a point with family that you realize what what's in what's it comes to a point what what's important and what matters. And at that point, it wasn't important for me to go and go down memory lane and say all this stuff of the hurt. and da-da. It wasn't important for me to go and nitpick and bicker back and forth. What mattered was me to forgive him was for me to forgive him. And and that's all it, that's all it was. I didn't need to go and entertain anything else and I remember before I left, I looked at him and he never said I'm sorry. He he, he already wanted to recognize that First, when I said, you wanted to take a shot at me, he wanted to say, oh, it wasn't a shot or whatever the case may be. But when I called him out and said, no, it was a shot and you wanted to say something to hurt me, then he was like, okay, yeah, it was a shot. So so again, I don't need to pull anybody to know what, what was already done. But if they if he came to recognize it because, wait a minute, everything clicked on, wait a minute, I did just hurt her feelings or I did just hurt her, he came to that self-realization. Um, you know, realization, But I didn't feel like to bash him down and make him apologize or, you know, you need to say, sorry, nah, I'm good because I know that. All I need to do is forgive. My forgiveness wasn't based on him apologizing and then being getting that self, that validation. Yeah. So kind of what Lawrence was just saying, like the forgiveness, we hear it all the time. Medea, I think or somebody even said it, but it's like forgiveness is for yourself. And I knew before I walked out of there, it was more important for me to forgive him than to fight him. Yeah. That's all it was. And I let him know that. I forgive you, cause at the same time I know I'm supposed to be representing God, and you know when you step out of your character, that's the second family want to throw at you. You're supposed to be Christian, yeah. da, 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 da. and it's like then that just then that just takes all the stepping outside of Jesus so on that moment. I will step way outside of Jesus, cause at that point you done called me forth, and I'm coming, and it's gonna be the old man. It ain't it ain't the new creature, okay? And I just remember, it. and my mom, and she's like, you both stop, and I just remember being like, no what, no, I'm good. I forgive you, and so when I chose to leave, he. He got mad so he followed me all the way downstairs and mind you I turn around the old me would like to get bucked and make a scene in the neighborhood but I respect even though he hurt me even though he was being disrespectful to me I still chose to respect his living situation I still chose to forgive him and walk away trying to make peace to go away I'll go home and pray about it and get it together but he followed me and I just was telling Lawrence that by the end of the night then he then we wanted to have a civil conversation outside and he was like well if you forgive me then you need to give me a hug see but you see how that was he was, he was telling me well if you forgive me and you really say it then you need to give me a hug mm-hmm. so that hug was supposed to validate him to know he was forgiven mm-hmm. but, I sh- but I shouldn't even have had Your to word, hug you right. my word I sh- he should have just trusted and I'm not saying that's what he's looking for but that's what we do we think it has to be a transaction okay well this happens and so because this happens you're forgiven yeah. and it's like no mm-hmm. it needs to happen whether it was or not and that's the hardest part for us as christians because we know god oh god is faithful and just to forgive and you know confess your sin you know we ought to say god forgive me but at the same time it's just you confessing it. it's been forgiven yeah you just got to acknowledge it and come yeah. to terms with it for yourself yeah. and i noticed that when i did that with my brother I, yeah i could have walked away and i ain't hugging you mm-hmm. but to make peace with him and to end it on where it was I, I i gave him that but i knew for me i was secure in my own self whether he was effing with me or not I forgave him and so when me and Lawrence were just talking I was like it's just important to know like I know when I go around my brother, he can be a jerk, he can be sarcastic, like he's an older sibling. And they try to say that stuff is in the name of Karen, and it's just hurtful. Like, And I told him that. I was like, because you do and you say what you say, you think that's okay because of how you operate? Mm -hmm. But I let him know, no, this stops with me. It's not okay. And what you said was hurtful, and that doesn't make it right, brother or not. Mm -hmm. You're thinking that's a brother. You need to find a healthier version Mm -hmm. of care you know or defense or whatever you're trying to do because for me it doesn't work and what you're not going to do is you're not going to pull the old brook out to get the same reaction and because it doesn't go your way you know then we start picking different angles to buffer and i i i just made that point of course i was upset was i hurt yes you know did i try to guard my heart to the best of my ability but when you look at it as family you just think dang family wouldn't be out here trying to say this stuff to intentionally hurt you but it happens you would think okay but i'm wrong for even putting that expectation or that 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 false expectation of thinking oh it's family they're not gonna hurt me and that's what i meant earlier by saying don't be blinded by that when it's in the name of family because though they do it and it's not them whether we of this the the weapons of our warfare are not carnal you know it's uh you know it's getting the mighty through God, bring down strongholds. Like it's, it's not flesh and blood. Like it's, it's spiritual. And so I had to get to a place just with that in myself to recognize God in that moment, because I knew God was for me. God was with me and I had to operate like him. So I know, like I said, with my brother, I know he can be sarcastic. He can be rude. If he, he's just very intellectual, you know? So he say stuff to pick with you, but that's where I meant. And from the very beginning of this conversation, I knew my boundary with him from the jump. So, I, I love my brother. I don't have no ill intentions with my brother. You know, I I can talk to him. We can talk about things. I know how to maneuver with him. Yeah. If it gets to a point where that red line is being crossed, guess what? I have to remove myself. But that doesn't mean I don't love him yeah. or I'm cutting him off. I just know what boundary and what red tape not to step over because that's an area that can be sensitive. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, once you learn that, you kind of can maneuver around relationships, I guess
0: and i and i think that, that that was so beautiful in that having that healthy understanding of self mm-hmm. you and having a healthy understanding of your family yeah mm-hmm. um just like if you know cousin faith got an issue with being around people's man mm-hmm. Then don't bring your man around, Cousin Faith, you know, for all my soul poop. Cousin my hoe. I mean, And then there was another thing that you said that, you know, he like, hi, like people will hide behind an agenda. Mm-hmm. And uh, another person wrote on uh, my post about she had to cut somebody off because somebody hid behind a Christian agenda. mm -hmm. Like, people will hide behind these facades to make it seem like I care so that they can say these hurtful things or say I can say whatever I want because I'm coming behind a Christian thing or because I'm your mother because I'm your father because I'm your grandmother
1: because
0: I'm your brother Um, I'm older than you and uh, I understand I've been in this like no it's it's right is right mm-hmm. wrong is wrong Hello. <laughs> you know love is love truth is truth grace is grace yeah. and so it's just like you have every right to address stuff and be like no you're not gonna speak to me this way you're not gonna if you can't be able to explain things like an adult and like you have some sense and with and with consideration of my feelings in mind mm-hmm. then you shouldn't say it at all. Right. And, you know, I, I and I and I understand the fact that when you're hearing truth, you know, when truth comes, mm-hmm. it hurts first. It's yeah. things first yeah. regardless. Right. But it, it, then that goes back to the understanding you of understanding, OK, am I going to allow this to continue to uh, hurt me? Or I'm going to allow this truth to heal me yeah. and understanding like uh, our, and just really hearing that. And I also, I also wanted to tell, a, a, I guess, a family cutting-off-ish type of story. <laughs> it wasn't really cutting-off. It was like them initially leaving. So I had, when I first got to college... I had this older cousin because my mom has like 14 brothers and sisters so we got cousins probably her age Mm -hmm. but she was like uh, a lot older than me and when she was younger she used to stay with like my mom and some of the other sisters and she was a problem child when she was younger and so we got into adulthood and you know I'm coming to my own of somewhat thinking I'm somewhat kind of ish -ish. (laughs) grown-ish and you know we're hanging out and doing different things and I remember being in college and how she, you know, she bought, she bought me new clothes, and I just really loved hanging out with this cousin. Like, we used to laugh and geek, and y- you are, Brooke, Brooke already, they know, when I get around my people, my favorite people, I'm loud. So yeah. it's just like, you know, and my mom would always be like, you know, watch out, be careful, da-da-da-da, because woo-woo-woo. And I just felt, I just felt like, you know, she was crazy because it was just like... You know how, like, when you talk to your parents about something and mm-hmm. they bring up something and they say they not mad, but the way they tell hey, them the story, make it sound like you bitter and mad? Mm-hmm. And so that's how it was when she would bring stuff up about her and different things. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yo, what's the issue? And I remember there was one time in college, my freshman year, I wanted to stay with her over a break. Mm-hmm. And my mom wasn't responding to my cousin when she was trying to ask for permission to take me for the uh, break. okay, mm-hmm. And it really irked me. And, you know, she was trying to reach out, trying to reach out, trying to reach out. And I was like, why is my mom being petty in this moment? And it just really blew me. And after that, she stopped talking to me for some years, the cousin. She, like, cut her and me off. And it hurt me because it was like... I blame my mother Mm. for the longest time because I'm just like, it is your fault that this relationship did not continue or it didn't last long. Mm -hmm. But I really had to grow up and be mature and really think about that thing that regardless of the fact of whatever my mother was doing, our relationship shouldn't have been shattered simply because of a third party's thing. Mm -hmm. And so I had to realize it was the maturity of my particular cousin and yeah. not necessarily my mother yeah. granted what she did was wrong granted what she did was petty right. granted you know whatever it is whatever internal issues that they got going on she shouldn't have allowed it to affect of what we had right. and in and in recent months and y'all it's been years i didn't whole, whole graduated college now yeah. and been out for at least two years and she hit me up and she was just like hey you can come out to see me You know, let's set up a date. Let's set up a time. And so I set up a date, set up a time because, you know, I'm working. And, you know, I hit her up the day before being like, hey, are we good? And she was like, well, I can't. uh, meet you but you can come all the way up here where I am mm-hmm. and it I, for me it felt it was like it was completely out the way and it was an inconvenience for me and then I tried to I felt like I was guilt tripping myself because it was like well as a Christian you know you should yeah. just be able to be self-sacrificing and I'm just like but I, I I had to take a step back and think about it I was like no I was like you live far out in the boondocks right. it wouldn't be an issue just to simply ask you to meet me halfway right. you know and to meet me and you know I never got a chance to uh I don't know if it was I didn't get a chance to respond or uh, uh she didn't respond or like well she was like we'll get together and figure it out you know yeah. later and you know nothing never went on with okay. it okay. and it just it's kind of like it's you know granted it and then it was like from that moment on I knew that it was just like if it's not on her terms mm-hmm. or in the way that she wanted it mm-hmm. relationship then the relationship was just it was it was whatever it was like i was just another person in the family to cut off Uh and go off and do her own thing and having to learn firsthand of i guess the the hurt i guess that my mom was trying to protect me from Uh but not knowing that she kind of helped push Push and was a catalyst for that Uh family they they something man you know you gotta love them, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, you gotta love them. I mean, you may not like them. Sometimes you gotta ask God, God, why did you put me in this family? Out of all the families you could have put me in. But you know what? He, he he, had a plan and he had a purpose to put you with your crazy family or who you got. Even if you was adopted, you know. I believe that God had purpose and planned it. For us to um, to be with these people and to let God show us how He can be glorified in these relationships. Um, so I, I feel I definitely feel more better closing yeah. out now. Like I just feel like I just feel like yeah. I just feel I feel better now closing out and leaving y'all just like really like. Continue to walk in love. Continue to walk in that forgiveness. Continue to walk in the newness. Continue to um be that light and be that love to your family members and to you know love them past their issues, you know, and don't take your pearls and throw it among swine. You know, be wise, you know. Be you know wise as a, a as a serpent, harmless as a dove. You know, think about these things because God, He's 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 using you. He's taking you. He's trying to take you somewhere. And it would be a shame if we let our family members take us to. I say two places I'm not going for nobody, and that's jail and hell. I'm not going. know, I'm not going for nobody. Not even my mama, my cousin, my brother, my sister. None of them. I'm not going. I ain't going. So, um, love y'all. Thank you guys. Peace.